There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I am Colson Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Chunks. (laughs) (laughs) The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. It is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we set a film for the others to watch and we come into the studio and talk about what we love, hated and rated about the film. The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along at home and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. This week's film has been chosen by myself. It's my last pick of this series and it is the classic The Goonies. But before we get into talking all things Goonies, as always, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Straight off, elephant in the room, me and Ben, not feeling very well, are we? Oh. I've been ropey. I've had to do, had to do the old uh, bucket next to the bed. Oh, really? Bucket on towel for the splash. <laughs> the splash back. In case you miss. The splash back. And the, the only other thing, the classic fennel tea for when you're feeling a bit ill. I stopped myself from throwing up because I'm thinking, I'm in I'm in my new house. I'm not going to be Ooh. sick. So I think that's probably not helped me. So what, you had no contingency bucket? No, I wouldn't allow myself to be sick. You kept it down. Yeah, and <laughs> I just feel now like my... Stomach is an elastic band that's like all tense and yeah, it's not not nice. Yeah, ew, I was awful. I was in a right old rum deal. I was terrible. Sweats. Wonder what it is because I, I thought I'd poisoned myself. Yeah, I did. Like I'd eaten something that was really yeah. bad. It feels like I've eaten and then I haven't done anything with what I've eaten. This is a beautiful discussion for a... What do you mean you haven't done anything? It hasn't come through. As in like, you know how eventually... You know how when you you eat, you get bloated and then it goes back to normal? Like I'm just still feeling like I've literally just eaten. (laughs) Oh. It's in there, it's still in there, the pasta bake. Yeah. No, it was Nando's chicken wraps. (laughs) But I hope I've not got a reaction to anything because it's all I believe. (laughs) You'd have it. You wouldn't get any of those green chilies anymore, would you? It was either rice, a tortilla wrap, chicken thighs, or halloumi. I think you went on 
you sent us did you send us a picture or did you tell me you were on an away Nando's weren't you I was back in the home county the birthplace of Colson Smith Dorset Corset they call it now Corset is that after Colson Colson. (laughs) when you you drive through all the road signs say the birthplace of Colson Smith twinned with um so you went there, and on the motorway, big drive, big drive. Long drive, long drive. And I saw a familiar sign. I saw a sign that has been mentioned on Extraterrestrial, and I don't know why, but the name has just stuck with me. So back in the day, when we used to run a competition to win tickets to the cinema, we used to find out what cinema people were going to. And do you remember the people that got in touch about Cribs Causeway, View Cribs Causeway? I've been. Near me, isn't it? Mm. It's not far from you, is it? It's it's yeah. your it's your junction. Didn't we have? Wasn't there some kind of dodgy thing where we basically gave the winner it twice? Yeah, no, she won it, and then a mate won it the week after. Ah, both mm. at View Cribs Causeway. Ah, uh, that was it. Yeah, we stopped the competition after that. After we invested, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we did. We did. <laughs> Foul play was foul. <laughs> foul play, but not every, everyone in our family won. For yeah. <laughs> Jack's mum won it six times in a row. <laughs> she was always at that Cribs Causeway. But yeah, Ben, I did a cheeky Nando's in Bristol. Any different? No. Did they know your order already before you even turned up? No, but I'd straight on in the app. They were like, have you been... To, went to See, I don't know what it is, and I'd love to know someone who works at Nando's to know if it's a common reaction. But you know when they go, have you eaten at Nando's before? I almost like I almost like laugh at him. I'm like, have I? <laughs> it's not my first rodeo. You do you remember years and years ago where we used to quiz you about the uh, Nando's menu? The price menu. I couldn't do it now. It's gone up. I think it's £14.95 <laughs> now. You were good on it. I was. If I gave you, if I gave you thighs and a couple of sides added in a drink, you could tell me everything. The thighs used to be twelve ninety five, but I think it's gone up. Cost of living and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, my order's £21.50, I can tell you that. Constant. Jack, you been up to anything? Um, Had the kids this weekend. We watched The Goonies, we watched the film. Hello. So they've already seen it before, and um, they said, uh, do we have to watch anything? It's that, do we have to watch anything for the podcast? You know, it's that sort of conversation we're having now, where usually it's, uh, if it's a Coulson pick... Or, or if it's an audience pick. They like my films, and I think they like ben, Ben's films. Although they didn't watch Giant with me. They went, mmm. Oh, right, finally. That's a nice surprise, that. But they didn't watch 2001 either, did they? No. But they were happy when it was Goonies this week. They were like, oh, yeah, great, good. Did, were they singing my praises? Um, yeah. Yeah, they did, yeah. So they were excited to watch that. So we watched that with, um, with my mum. My mum had never seen it. You're joking. Joking. How old were you when Goonies came out then, Jack? I weren't born. You weren't born. So that's why. Yeah, but you can't really say that because I, I, when I was born, I then was watching films from like the 60s. And you 70s. fucking weren't born when Giant came out. But no, you exactly. Still sat through that. Yeah. It could have been one of those films you would have caught while the kids were watching it. Uh, do you know what? I think we just missed that one. It was just a rogue one that um, we missed. I mean, I've obviously seen it when I was older, but growing up as a kid, I didn't see that. I saw all your E.T. and, you know, you stand by me and whatnot. But that one, I sort of missed. So how did you watch it? Uh, We watched it at my mum's. We put the fire on. 
lit the fire, and then um, got some snacks and some treats. Then went under the fireplace to find treasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coles, where did you watch it? In bed, feeling ill? Um, no, I, I watched it yesterday, um, just as I was starting to feel ill, I think. It was kind of just as it was coming on. Was it another sleepy, sleepy moment? No, it wasn't. It, it was, but it was a can't mm. get comfortable Oh, one I of remember them. those on the sofa. I remember those. It's not got a footstool yet, so it's like I kind of just keep moving. And I didn't don't you take quite... the footstool in the breaker? It's in storage, <laughs> but it doesn't really match the aesthetic. You made yeah. Oh, oh okay. You made a big thing about that in the divorce. <laughs> the big, the big thing that I wanted was the old Lakeland clothes dryer. Actually, I didn't come away with anything. Yeah, it's too, too big. It's, it's too big, though. Do you, do you want to buy me a smaller one as a housewarming <laughs> present? It's Very too useful. Big. If anyone needs that heated towel rail, get on In it. In fact, there's a large one for sale if you want. Just send me a message on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I um, I watched it. I watched it at the house. Are, are we ready to talk about the film, do you reckon? Let's go. Let's should, go. Should we move on? Yeah. Um, synopsis, my last one of the series. It is. I think this is quite an easy one to do. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Four best friends go on a treasure hunt to find the missing treasure from One-Eyed Willie. Along the way, they find complications when they stumble across the hideout of the infamous gang of the Fratellis who join them in their quest for One-Eyed Willie's treasure. Fine. Yeah. I think I'm good at synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, you have got better, but your films are easier. Yeah, your films are kids go on treasure hunt. Jacks are prepare yourself for a long ride through someone's life. (laughs) And mine is the universe. Two thousand and one is like talk about the universe. No, I think that was good. Four kids. Is it four chunks? Chunks. I've missed out the older brother. It's chunks is the chunks is the It's chunker. It's the YouTuber. Yeah, chunks is the YouTuber. Chunk Mikey. Yeah. Data. Brand. Data. Mouth. Mouth. Uh, Andy and Steph. Yeah. I didn't include the older brother. It's not really in the gang. He kind of just comes into it. Yeah, the gang is Mikey, Mouth, Data and Chunk, isn't it? Yeah. Four best friends. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I said in my synopsis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, very defensive. Very good synopsis. So, when did the film come out? 85. 85. So, how old are you, Ben? I was 34. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, I look good, don't I? You do. I'm in my 80s. <laughs> um, I was 14. So it's it's right for you, really, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Probably a bit old by the time it came out. It's probably a nine, ten-year-old type thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's one of those ones where at 14, you, I've, I had definitely moved on in my film watching. Because Ben was prime E.T., wasn't he, which was 81. Yeah. So he was like 10 yeah. years old I mean, old that, for that. that to me was like gold. E.T. was the one where you went, yeah, that's... Almost perfect. Because the only thing with Goonies is it came a bit later and it felt a bit like a mash of all the others. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's E.T. and Indiana Jones put together. Yeah. yeah. Really. And a bit of Stand By Me. Yeah. But when was Stand By Stand Me Stand By Me made? was after. After. Was it really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 86. Um, so, yeah. But, but still an important film. 
And still worth a watch even at that time. One thing that surprised me is, obviously, it's always Spielberg's Goonies, but I didn't realise that he wasn't the director. No, he's producer, yeah. Good point. And did screenplay. No, did story. Yeah, did produced screenplay. It, yeah. You can't go wrong, can you, with the team that they've got together? They've got Spielberg, Columbus, and then the lad who directed it's him who did Superman. Oh, is it Richard Richard Donner? Yeah. Oh, is it? Richard Sheesh Kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Donner. Just... Not, not, yeah, thanks for explaining <laughs> it there. Um, oh, <laughs> he did... Oh! did a Lethal Weapon, Superman 1978, Lethal Weapon, X-Men. He's done big films. But then, so like... I read quite a lot of stuff that actually I think he found it really hard to work with kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, to the point where Spielberg kind of had to jump in. Di- well, I think Spielberg didn't, he isn't credited as a director, but when the kids speak about being directed, a lot of their stories are being directed by Spielberg, but I think he kind of did a second unit. And there was a few like scenes that he, he didn't kind of took responsibility for and, so on and so on. It feels very Spielberg, doesn't it? It feels it. The music, mm. getting on their bikes, the shot, the tracking shots. It still feels very of a Spielberg type. But then I guess he ha- he will have edited it, won't he? And it's obviously got him across it. I think yeah. what they're saying is he's just he was very very hands on. But the kids used to like mess Richard Donner about. They used to not listen to him, give him shit. But I always find that, don't you? Now, you two will be able to tell us because you've been child actors. I always find slightly is that you're in a professional environment. So you've got to be adult until they say action. Then you've got to be kids. And we know, even doing the podcast, you can't turn the energy on and off. No. If you've got four kids that have got to look like they're hunting for treasure, then they're going to have that energy outside it aren't they i don't think it's quite hard to turn it on and off i would have thought i would have thought you'd encourage it it is interesting so going into the film a little bit um like i said in the synopsis it is it's a treasure hunt movie it's that classic you know we we kind of know what the end of this film is going to be but the kind of moral story behind it is their family homes are about to be destroyed because they're in prime real estate and there's developers that are wanting to build a golf course Keep going. Ice cream van. <laughs> Quick, put your headphones down. You'll still catch it. Quarter past five. Did I ever tell you about being in my mate's um, up north and the ice cream van went and it was December? Quarter past five in November, that. Yeah, but it was December and it went. And I went, what's that? What's, what's going on there? It's dark. Ice cream van's gone. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink Fags and booze. <laughs> so there was no ice cream. It was fags and booze. You went up, you bought still, your fags and your booze. So we did, did the, the ice cream in the summer, and then at night, fags and booze. Did, 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 did. <laughs> there was a big queue. I thought, brilliant that. Way before the old uh, Deliveroo. Yes, what were you saying, Cole? Before the ice cream interrupted me. So their kind of their mission is: if we can find this treasure, we can save our family homes, we can save our town. And they kind of go out on a whim in looking for it because his dad has all these historic like realms and artifacts that kind of lead along the way. He to runs get the museum, started. doesn't he? Yeah, I didn't get that. How are they going to knock their house down? 
I didn't understand that just to build a golf course. They'll be buying it, won't they? Yeah, but why can't they just say no? Maybe it's not? a council house. Maybe it's a council house. Because mm. they were, it felt like they were in arrears, didn't it? It felt like they couldn't pay their mortgages or couldn't pay something, so they were in arrears. I suppose what you had to do was find a story device that would fuel those children all together to go and look for some treasure. To be fair, it don't need it. You don't need it. I mean, treasure's treasure. You get a map. Let's go and find the treasure. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was quite good that there was that feeling from all of them of like, I suppose it's down on their luck, yeah. despondent. This is it, guys. We've got one night yeah. to find some doubloons <laughs> to save it. I mean, that's the other thing as well. You found some doubloons. you got to, what, you're going to pay them in gold? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't. They pay them in diamonds, don't they? They don't even get the yeah, gold. Yeah, diamonds. In the old thing? Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you, it's not the strongest thing. But it's kind of it's almost kind of Mikey's dream, isn't it? You know, to finish what his dad started and couldn't do. You know, obviously his brother says people around here have been trying to find that treasure for years and years and years and nobody ever has. I can work out how did he know to smash that painting up? Was it in there? Yeah, no, it wasn't a painting, it was a it was a painting of the map. Oh, of the map, okay. I missed that. Then he got chunked to smash it, yeah. didn't he? Not chunks. <laughs> chunks. Not chunks. I've gone to chunk now. Speaking of chunk, um, obviously quite a lot of this film, he obviously is known for playing the fat kid. Like, it's, it's a big role for him and he kind of didn't really have much of a career off the back of it when he went and lost weight. A bit close to home. And he <laughs> had chicken pox when they were filming and didn't tell anyone that he had chicken pox because he didn't want to lose the job. And when he did the scene where he took his shirt off, he asked for like a closed set and Spielberg gave him it. And then it's, you know, when you watch the film back, you can see that he has chicken pox. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he didn't do much afterwards? No. Lost weight, not worked since. He now is the CEO of an insurance company. But did his ta- did he did he develop into a, like an actor as an, an adult? I think he was forced to find another way to... He was very good, actually. Yeah, he's very good. All of the kids are very good. All the kids are good. I'm surprised, though, that he didn't continue. Because Corey Feldman did, didn't he? He went on to... Well, he went and did Stand By Me, didn't he? Stand By Me. Sean Astin did uh, all the Lord of the Rings, didn't he? Obviously, Josh Brolin did incredibly well. Probably the best out of all of them. Yeah, he's still going now, isn't he? He plays like superheroes, action yeah. heroes now, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, Brolin's in a complete range of films. He he can sort of like be any in any sort of film. He's yeah. not just sort he's of done like a lot of stuff. pigeonholed to one sort of genre. He because obviously he's older than the other boys, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And during like this, how old would you say he is? Twenty, twenty-one. What, in that film? No. no. I think 15, 16. Yeah. Do you reckon? I, I think he was a bit yeah. older. I think he was about 18 playing 15. Okay. Yeah, and how old are the other lads? Oh, like 13. 13, 14, that yeah. Well, basically, as they were filming the film, he started kind of getting into acting a bit more. So he started, like, reading books on Strasbourg and Stanislavski. And he had a chat with Spielberg one day about how he wanted to go method and how... He, he wanted to try and do 
these things and how he thought about how he would could climb up this wall and do this and Spielberg said how about you just pretend <laughs> <laughs> action I suppose yeah you're going to be go a bit method so what am I about to well you're getting chased by three people and their brother you're on an armada ship and you're looking for some treasure go the big thing as well the ship I remember as a kid when there's that reveal ship's good you are like Wow. Do you think that's a studio? I, well, the water's so blue. So blue. Yeah, it is. But the ship is real to an extent. They built the ship to yeah. real size. And they never told the kids that it was going to be a ship, did they? They said to the kids that it was like in the final bit, you find the treasure, but they never said there was going to be one-eyed Willie's ship. So their natural reaction is the first time they ever saw that set. So they built a real ship, Jack? Yeah. Because it had to be sort of full-size because they wanted to film in the ship as well, and they did. So all the shots in the ship is the ship. That was a really good bit. That studio, I'm thinking, yeah, they've stuck some money in for the finale here. They've got All big. the sales were, like, real that they got. Yeah, like, 70 by, like, 60-foot sales. Like, they were huge. And at the end of finished filming, they, they said, does anybody want the ship? And... No one did. No one had any space to fucking put the thing. You know what I mean? So I'll have it. Up, Stick it on keys. Ended up, ended up getting scrapped. But I think a lot of like the sails and like the ropes and that went on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Wow. Brilliant. Nice fact. That's good. That's good. I remember like child Colson watching this film from the minute they get into that like lagoon with the ship and the blue water. It just looked amazing didn't it that was the bit where it was like oh my god they are having the absolute time of their lives yeah i think what was good was the reveal of the treasure was suitably massive yeah that's what you wanted it was worth you were on a little yeah it was worth it because you'd gone on a little journey with them and you need an aladdin's cave don't you yeah Yeah. you need the big moot you need the shoes that drop oil you need data hitting himself in the face with a punch thing you need chunk separate but with his new mate, yeah. Sloth. Sloth. Um, There's a funny love story there. Oh, weird. <laughs> between between them. I love two. you. I love you. <laughs> I didn't quite. I didn't quite. <laughs> yeah. I was like, crikey. But you, it it had its quirks that were very, felt very, I remember this with E.T., felt very improvised at times. In, and quite innocent and natural. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I loved Mama Fratello. Uh, she's one of the best characters, I think. When he, he orders a drink and he says, oh, just a water, please, sir. And she goes, sir, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a moment, though, around that film. She had a moment of being in quite a lot of movies after that. She is terrifying without being terrifying, isn't she? Yeah. Those three are very good. Yeah. They make it work, don't they? Because it's actually quite dark. Yeah. I mean, they they put their lad in the freezer and then he's all over chunk. It's quite dark. It's a dead guy. I think you can see the dead guy laughing. Oh, can you? Yeah. I think he has a little giggle because he's obviously falling all over the place (laughs) deliberately right on him going. (laughs) But you can see his little eyes like laughing. Yeah, they do it very well. So imagine just for a second... We're, we're going back. Us three have the same friendship we have now, but we're 9, 10, 11. We're going on a treasure hunt. Who's got the map? Who's who's in charge? 
Who's the one who's scared? How, how do you think it plays out? Well, it's easy, isn't it? It's who's who. He's, who's who? He's Josh Brolin, I'm Sean Aston, and you're Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Right, you go, Cogs. Who's yours? I think Jack's mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I yeah. think I'm Data. Definitely not. And I think Ben's Mikey. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you not think? I'll be mouth then. To be fair, it's, be better than, it's better than sloth because there's some twat on Twitter that tweets me a picture <laughs> of him every time I'm on fucking Corrie. <laughs> and I was watching it and I was like, fuck me, like, no one <laughs> gives him material, innit, with his ears. I'm like, for fuck's sake... <laughs> I I think I've got a data in me, but he wants to be a spy, doesn't he, Jack? And maybe that's the relationship. Ah, oh, because you love. All I that. don't know, you know, though, Coles. I can see you as the Sean Astin character as well, because you're very good at directions, and I'm shit. <laughs> like utterly shit. But if it was the three of us going on a treasure hunt, take away the film, Jack. Take away the who's who. If the three of you'd us, you'd read the map. I Coles, think I'm in charge. You'd wanna be. You'd wanna be. You're reading the map. That doesn't necessarily mean hmm. in charge. I'd read the map. I'd hold the map. I think you'd definitely be good on map. But I know that Ben would then have to go over everything that I've done. Yeah. And I'd just be like, whatever. you just fucking tag. You'd be playing with yeah. dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah, be me. fine. You'd be lighting the dynamite, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd be going, why? You, straight off you go, I can't be fucked. If we were in the film, <laughs> what bit would we get stuck at? Because I know this. The piano. I think we'd be fine until the piano. <laughs> the piano. <laughs> we're not chance, have we? All yeah. bets are off. Yeah, we are. We are fucked. I know exactly what would happen as well. You'd go, hold on, hold on, let's think about it. I'd be like, oh, I've got no fucking Jack chance. Just Shepard would over, just go, over, ding, <laughs> over the shoulder. Play the intro to Hell's Bells. <laughs> fuck, fuck it, let's go. And nothing would open and we'd fall down. I don't know if this was, I mean, it must have been on purpose. It must have been. It's 1985, right, this film came out. It's in the fall, isn't it? Yeah. There's a newspaper at the beginning of the film, and the date on it is October 24th, 1985. But that date was a Thursday in 1985. Then Mouth, I think it's Mouth, Mouth's character, he uh, says it's Saturday today, which means if there's a newspaper lying around, you probably say that's been there for a couple of days at most. So it's probably the date is October 26th, ni- uh, 1985, which is the day... Michael J. Fox first went um, to 1955 in Back to the Future 1. It's the same day as Back to the Future. And you think that's mad? I mean, I know it's a Steven Spielberg, but it can't be just coincidence. No. It'll all be linked in. No way. Because did you see the Easter egg about the gremlins? Yes, very good. Colson won't notice that. So, Chunk phones up the police, doesn't he, when he says the Fratellis are here? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, all right, Chunk. Is this like the time you said that there were those little furry creatures and if you spilt water on them that they multiplied? That's a massive nod to Gremlins. Which is Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. Again. How mint, tiny part in the film, tiny part in the film, how good is Rosalita? Oh, the, um, the Spanish cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. I just think mint. 
at the end, she gives the money over. Would you be tempted? No, yes, 100%. Pocket that. A family you've met for one day. <laughs> you give them over £500 million worth of rubies. No. Corey no, Feldman's no. been awful to it. That's funny, that, innit? The, tra- the translating. His Spanish is very good. She taught him the Spanish. Did she? Yeah. Oh, did she? He is, he's, he's notably better than all the others, in a way. Do you think? Yeah, I don't know if it's because I've seen him in Stand By Me, though, looking the same. Because he does, doesn't he? Yeah. But he his performance, I think... He's, he's very good. Quite an, he's probably quite an interesting character as well. Yeah. But his performance is above and beyond. He's very confident, and I imagine he was just a very, very confident young lad as what well. What always gets me about American actors, and it happened in E.T. when they're younger, it almost feels like... They're expecting to be on set. They're expecting to be in a film. It doesn't feel like they're actually in a film. Like when they all meet up and they all go to each other's house, it just feels like they're completely in it. There's not a moment where they're going, we're in this massive movie. They're just, they're all in it, lounging around, having a drink, sitting in the sink, just being very natural. They're very good at that. He's very good at that. Yeah. It's so bizarre as well, because obviously last week we did Breakfast Club, John Hughes, two days, two days that took to write. Mm. Spielberg came up with the idea of this, yeah? Like, loose idea. Gave it to Columbus. Took Columbus two years. Oh, did it? To write? Yeah. Interesting. He based a lot of it on his life, apparently. Yeah. Because this was his sort of pastime as a kid, sort of riding around on bikes. And I imagine it must have been Spielberg's. It must have been. But Jack, it probably was for every kid of that time. I mean, me, it was. Mm. You didn't have phones. You didn't have telly on for half the time. And then the only bit of freedom you had was get on your bike. Mm. Get around, you know, get around town. I was trying to explain to Nyla like what this film would have meant like for a, a lot of people. She's going, I she's seen Goonies before, yeah. and she says everyone always talks about the Goonies being huge and massive, and she says she don't quite get it with Goonies, and she says she gets it of ET and she gets it about to the future and Jaws and stuff, but she don't quite get it with Goonies. And I th- and I said, but I think it's because it is literally kids on bikes, right? And that's what kids were doing back then in 1985. I think you. I went. If you look at this film, there's a lot that the Duffer Brothers have seen yeah. that is now in like Stranger Things, yeah. right? Because that was such a part of growing up as a kid in 1985. That was the culture. That is what you did. So when you saw other kids doing it and they found treasure, that's like gold. Because every day I remember when you're on your bike, you had a mission for that day. Yeah. What are we up to? Let's go down. Let's have a look at that creepy house mm. or something. It was very mm. much that's brilliant. Mm. I think you're right, Jack. It was very much of the time. And also, that would have been the film of the year. So it's not like you've got, oh, this is, it's not Netflix. It's not Now TV. It's no, not Amazon. No, no, no. You know, it's not all these streaming services that are at the touch of a button. It was that film for that year until the next summer when there's Karate Kid. And actually, they didn't come around that long. No, you didn't come the big the big numbers, and it really was for all that time so Spielberg heavy. It's unreal, and still now the idea of K 
kids being kids and going on a treasure hunt is still the best possible way to spend a school holiday ever. When you like look at the success of Stranger Things and stuff, that that idea obviously resonates with so many people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what we all want. Should we get on our bikes and have a quick ride around and then come back and give our ratings? Yeah. Why not? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're back. Jack did a wheelie, fell off, grazed his knee. But <laughs> You've still got your mum's basket on your front. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> time for the ratings. Goonies, big film, um, childhood favourite, but a film that obviously it just, just still works. It's the sort of film that I think I would want to sit down with my kids one day and say, stick this on and just enjoy the next two hours because that's kind of what it's for and what it does. Um, 8.5. 8. 8.5. 8. Oof. I think it's gone big there. 8.5. Jack? Um, I think 7.6 for me, Goonies. I think it's good. It does everything right. I think it's in the sevens. Um, the child performances are brilliant. The treasure, the ship. But for some reason, it just doesn't speak. I don't know, golden classic for me. It's not an E.T. It's not a Back to the Future. But I think I think it's still it's still very good. And I think it's an easy watch. It plods along. It's not going to offend anyone. Um, so, yeah, 7 point. What did I say? 7.6? Yeah. Can't even fucking remember. Can't even remember. <laughs> he doesn't listen to my ratings anymore now. He fucking point, blanks point. over them. <laughs> Just my eyes go. Why is it not an E.T.? I don't know. I think it might... I don't know. I, I think my rating slips in with the same with here, Jack. I think the thing that's missing is that is the real bit of pathos. Yeah, maybe. That in E.T., you get into that real bit of... He's died. Yeah. And as a kid, you're watching 
that young Elliot's life be completely destroyed. And actually, there's more menace in E.T., the story of big government. It always feels a bit children. safe, doesn't it, yeah. this film? Goonies feels like, exactly right, I think I'm 7.5. I think Goonies feels like it's a decent film, it's a decent watch, but I'm not going to come out of it like Stand By Me mm. and go, crikey, I'm really in those kids' lives. Yeah. Or um, E.T. where you go, crikey. It's like you get pulled all over the place, I think, in E.T. and Stand By Me, where you don't in Goonies. They get the treasure... It all works out. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, I remember E.T. When E.T. went, I'm like, oh, that's that's horrendous. <laughs> Every, everyone in the cinema just giving it the full. <laughs> E.T. And then he comes, the little plant comes back. Yeah, oh, we're back. We're back. Uh, so, yeah, so what's that all together, Cole? I think it's 23.6. 23. Yeah. 23.6. 23.6. Is it above Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> Everything is. <laughs> 23.6 goes above Breakfast Club. Yeah, I think it's a better film. You fell asleep in Breakfast Club. Though. But it's interesting how my childhood films, again, is classic Coulson. It's a happy adventure. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. And even now, like I said this with National Treasure, I'd, l- I'd love to do that. What, <laughs> but, you know, how mint would that be? You and your best mates going, do you know what? Let's yeah. go and find some treasure. And then fucking finding it. And then finding it. National Treasure frustrates the shit out of me. Because every time you get close to a clue, they go, ooh, but the clock was at four. And now <laughs> yeah. it's five past four. And the shadow falls yeah. onto the bench, which you sit on. <laughs> it's the next clue. And you're like, fuck off. <laughs> Goonies least, is a bit more straightforward. Yeah. At least Goonies would just follow the cave. I don't know how no one's ever found yeah, that. Yeah, how does no one find the fucking cave? H- Hector Coppergate or whatever his name is he must have been pretty shit yeah he was copper pot got, got squashed by the polystyrene he got squashed by that polystyrene <laughs> by the way that is one thing the sets and that slide oh, oh that slide looks mint oh mint imagine just imagine how mint would do it do you know be? what while I was watching it I had a little giggle and I went call sheet Monday yeah slide, slide. All, yeah. Day. all day <laughs> all day yeah all would day. have been won it yeah literally best job ever but literally the reveal to them kids was them sliding into mm. that lagoon that studio with that bloody pirate ship mm. amazing i know how would you you come home wouldn't you how would you oh, hey honey yeah, how was your day i went down a massive slide and then saw a pirate ship okay have some tea Did you know the other thing the the scene where he's talking to one-eyed willy where he's talking to the skull is actually a real skull oh like not, it's not a, because it's, it's the the body of One-Eyed Willie. The skull is credited as someone who died. Oh. So they've obviously got the skull of someone with one eye. Good that, isn't it? Oh, Creepy. Um, Jack, last week your hidden gem caused some controversy because <laughs> it wasn't a hidden gem. It was in plain sight. But also um, the name of the hidden gem, which what did you say the name was? Uh, me and my big cock. <laughs> And I believe the actual title of the documentary was My Massive Cock. Oh, well, I mean, we're not going to split pubic hairs, You just said we? My Massive Cock. Was it me and My Massive Cock? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't sound right to say My Massive Cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're just saying that. It's not a document. My Massive Cock coming at nine o'clock. <laughs> and after the news. Nine o'clock. I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> my massive. My ma- it was reviewed in the Guardian. Well, it is. It's my massive cock. Oh, it's just that. It's my Why massive it my cock. Massive- so you said it was what, Jack? Me and my, Me and my big kid. Jack's name's better. My name's better. I think your name's better. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My massive cock, it was called. And what's the gem this week? The gem this week. More PG? Uh, debatable. Mm. There's one scene that is gruesome. Oh. But I won't go into that because that's right at the end of the series. It's a series, okay? It's on the Disney Disney I think Plus. it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yes. And it's a series, five eps, I think it is, Jessica Beale, Candy. It's a true story, right? Basically, she's a mum, mum of, uh, of two kids, um, middle America, churchgoer, stay-at-home mum. She gets bored in her life and she wants to have an affair she goes out, she seeks an affair, and she has an affair with a man. Something happens, and the woman that she, um, that is married to the man she's having the affair with finds out about the affair. There's an altercation, and the woman ends up dying in a gruesome way. And then she gets arrested for a murder. And it's, has she done it? Has she not done it? It's her five it episodes. Called? It's it called Candy. Because that's the name of the woman who's on, um, who gets arrested for a murder, Candy, or Candice uh, something, I think she's called. True story, Jessica Beale plays her. Justin Timberlake, her real-life husband, is in it as well. He plays like a detective sheriff. He's very good in it. Very good in it. Set in Texas, America, in 1980. And I know it's 1980 because The Shining had just come out. That's a part in the film as well. That'll all make sense. But it's very good. We've watched it. We really enjoyed it. Brilliant performances and keeps you guessing all the way. Candy. Fantastic. That's the gem. Mm. Christmas just around the corner, boys, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what is the most perfect Christmas present for any Sofa Cinema Club fan? Uh, more Sofa Cinema Club. <laughs> Close. A street singing at your door. Close. And if you want that, there is a place you can have that. It's called Patreon. But I'm here today <laughs> to tell you about the most perfect present for a Sofa Cinema Club fan, which is a Sofa Cinema Club mug. Yes, they're still available. A lot of you have been in touch to ask if they're still available. And the answer is yes. All you've got to do is go to thesofacinemaclub.com forward slash merch and that's where you will find the mugs. We've got one each. I've got one. Ben's got one. Jack's got one. They're £12 each or they're 30 for free. If you order now, they'll be here in time for Christmas. The other potential present for a Sofa Cinema Club superfan is a subscription to our Patreon, which is our paid-for subscription platform where you guys can get extra Sofa Cinema Club content that's where you'll find bonus content such as ad-free episodes of Sofa Cinema Club, our monthly specials, little behind-the-scenes snippets, and you also get access to our close friends on Instagram, which is kind of like Jack's school project, in it, Jack? Yes. And if you sign up, you get a shout-out on the podcast when we give you a job in our film studio slash cinema. We've got a few people who have signed up this. Oh, that's a load of shit, this. That's a load of shit. Straight off, I can see where you're going I here. Don't, I don't, Straight I don't fucking know. off. I don't know. You don't know! 
This is a hole in one. Cook. Michael Cook. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. No. You can't do that. <laughs> Not even head of cooking. Just Michael. Just cook. The cook. He's a cook. He's a cook. He's a cook. A cooker. Yeah. He's a cook. <laughs> He's a cook. He's a cook. Chef. No, a cook. Oh, Michael Cook. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I had one for the other as well, but... It, oh, go on. I don't, the other I, don't, one? Go I don't know if it works or not. Russ Fitzgerald. Welcome, Russ. Russ Fitzgerald. And his job is... Big job. Big, big job. Um, once a year in the production company, we have a charity, like, a ball to raise money for charity and to get everyone in the same room. And it's always... Great Gatsby themed, and Russ Fitzgerald is in charge of organising a Great Gatsby ball. Why? Well, that's who wrote Gatsby in it, Fitzgerald. That's what he was it. Fitzgerald. Yeah, even I know that. Oh, I didn't know that. We've got a long way off that's film long jobs way. there. A long way. Brandy, what's he do next year when you've done that? No, it's every Gatsby year? Every, every year. year we've got the every Gatsby ball. Gatsby. We've got the Gatsby ball. Can you imagine the Sofa Cinema Club Gatsby, Gatsby ball. ball? Every year. Every year you'd have a mint costume by like 10 years you'd have a mint Same costume. Same suit. Perfect. <laughs> if you want a job for next week's episode, go on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club to sign up and get extra Sofa Cinema Club. Before we go, next week's episode, Ben, it is your last pick of the series. What's it going to be? Santa Claus the movie. No, joking. (laughs) Uh, I'm breaking with tradition. I've been going off piste. I'm not picking an old film. Oh, it's a new one. A new film. A brand spanker. Not brand spanker, fairly new. And I thought about this. I thought maybe it's time for me to branch out. Jack's covering the older films. Colson's got the other shitter films. And maybe I should be covering... uh, I don't think you two have seen it. Okay. And I think it's worth seeing. I think it is something we should be seeing. And I think also I thought about it's probably quite good that we start doing, or I start doing more recent films. So the film, my last pick of the series, is The Worst Person in the World. This is the one I want to watch. On Booby. It's Danish. Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. Joachim Trier directed it. Um, So, yeah, there we go. The Worst Person in the World. I'll be interested to see what you two think of it. So that's what we're watching next week. In the meantime... We're going live on stage on Friday, aren't we, boys? Very excited. Yeah. Tomorrow, excited. actually. It's tomorrow. Oh, it is? I'm a bit nervous. Are you nervous? I'm nervous. People might be listening to this driving to the gig. Ooh, I feel a bit nervous. Just so you know, I feel nervous. Those two are fine, but I feel a bit I don't nervous. know what to expect. Well, that's because you've not read that's any not of the sign, emails. Is it? That's not a good sign. I can't wait to see what you two do, Colson and Ben. Do you know what time, <laughs> I don't know what to expect? How much do you know, Jack? What time are you even getting there? I'll get there when curtains up. <laughs> Hiya! I'm excited for it. It's going to be good fun. If you're not coming to the show, keep an eye on our social medias at Sofa Cinema Club because I'm sure there'll be plenty posted on there. And I'm sure Jack will be jumping on the old Instagram close friends, won't you, Jack? Yeah, or you you keep me off of that. You try. <laughs> we're back on Monday for Extraterrestrial. And then on Thursday, where we're talking all things the worst person in the world. Until then, good night, God bless. 
Bye. Good night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.